Have you made an honest review? Jump onto fifthwrist.com and read real takes by real owners about their watches. And of course, get involved and write about what's on your wrist. Fifthwrist.com is your independent space to talk watches. Welcome back to Robert, the Regulator Show. So press that button too quick and I only just saw it popping up with light. This is Rob. How are you, Alex? I'm okay. Sorry, I thought you were gonna you were gonna take a bit longer to do the thing, so I had a mouth full of booze. I'm well, Rob. Uh, uh, caught you out, yes. You yeah, caught me yeah. out. Like I caught you out by just saying, let's record straight away with no preparation, even less preparation than normal. We That's don't have we don't often have preparation, but uh, we have a little chat sometimes before, and this time yeah. straight into it. Get that energy happening, as you say. Perfect. Okay. What we're we gonna talk about? <laughs> um, how's the lockdown treating you? How's the how's the quarantinees going? Um, oh yeah, so update. We're all still we're all still fucked. <laughs> the world's still. Right. If you're listening to this and it's the 25th, congratulations, mm. you've survived another day. I um, actually thought we were starting 2021 uh, yesterday at Monday. I thought we were just going to cancel 2020. <laughs> I think that's what everyone <laughs> wants to do, right? Yeah, but here we are, still in 2020. It's a been a bit of a bummer of a year so far, isn't it, really? Well, I'm on lockdown, and today also there was a gas leak outside our house. So um, outside the building, they they, uh, cut off all the gas. So that was good. So Um, hang on. When you say you're in lockdown, you're working from home, you're not going to work anymore. What's the story? um, Just, I guess, being cautious because Uh, we have a lot of elderly watchmakers who like me at the bit no like even i'm talking like mm. real elderly i'm talking like over 90 <laughs> oh okay no we like it's you got to be honestly very careful with yeah, you do. the the older watchmakers i think you just you haven't quite made the cut off yet for at risk but no, um, just yeah yeah i work with people who are in their 70s right. um and have been doing watchmaking for 40 plus years we can't really afford to lose people like that no you so definitely. um we're being super 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 cautious maybe maybe overly cautious but i don't want to be the guy who killed the, <laughs> the guy who was coming up for 50 years as a watchmaker like he would have made it if that scottish guy hadn't come over here and got a job so being cautious three gold swatch yeah yeah i think he's on his like fifth gold swatch by now so oh, okay <laughs> i want to i want to see him get his, his sixth one interesting so but okay but you are still working occasionally or you're absolutely, I, haven't, I haven't been at work i haven't been at work since last week so um, i want to i want to get back as quickly as possible but also i don't want to kill anyone so sure fair enough so we'll see how uh, and is that unpaid leave in your case or leave or just taking up leave using up leave what's the story sick or, leave i think i've been put in for yeah. sick leave so <laughs> whatever it comes we'll see, out of we'll what for. yeah once the, <laughs> the requests start bouncing back because the company is no longer in business then i want to work out something else at that point fair enough okay. what about you what are you doing over there i'm i'm in lockdown as well well sort of um but your I had parents to, are still there right no i bundled my parents onto a plane yesterday um that they cut their their stay short by two weeks. Um, they were booked to go back on the train on the Indian Pacific uh, for my mum's birthday or something. But um, 
anyway, that's not good. That didn't happen because they closed the borders today, I believe, um, for Victoria and South Australia and stuff. And that they were flying. So they flew back to South Australia, grabbed their car, hit the road, did a run for the border, um, you know, the, the, uh, the state line, as I'd say in America, and yeah. had to hit a got across two state lines. Um, yeah, before they were they could sort of relax and had a half a night in a hotel and then shoved off again and they've just arrived home. So everyone's safe and sound. Um, oh, but good. yeah, the holiday sort of didn't go as planned. I fixed dad's watch, but then more on that later. Um, what are you wearing, Alex? What are you wearing? I, well, remember oh, I mentioned earlier on about the, the gas escape. Oh, yes. So I only had my shower of the day about an hour ago. So <laughs> I have I barely got dressed today. I'm just in my dressing gown just now. So I don't have I don't have a watch on. But oh, as no. as the watch regulator, you know I've always got a watch on, on me. So I've just got my old trusty eighteen sixty one caliber tattooed on my <laughs> on my oh, arm. Right. So yes. I, can, I can never really be without yeah, never a watchless. watch. I'm never okay. watchless. So that's why I'm wearing just now, which was tattooed on me by the lovely Alisa Donlin. Um, so yeah, shout out to her. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that's not a bad sort of thing to have, I suppose. Um, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I'm just wearing my old beater. Basically, it's my my virus proof two-door Pelagos. Um, it's a two-liner. The original when I bought that at Pelagos back at the start, I think it's probably the second year I was out. I bought this one when I was in Switzerland. I was kind of I didn't really like it when I first saw it, but then it really grew on me. And um, it's it's a beater, you know, it's a titanium dive watch beater. I was used for everything. I've been wearing it for Somebody years. Somebody actually pulled you up in, a, in our group chat. I think they questioned because you mentioned in a past podcast that the two liner was the better one, of and course. someone, I think it was Andrew, said, "Why is the two liner the better one?" So go on, Rob. And what did I say? I can't remember. I, but but well i just think it's in my opinion it's better because it has the the, the eta movement anybody can work on it. even you could probably work on it without busting oh, too much God. um so it's you know it, it's um and i actually don't like what they've done with the dial and the new one with all the five lines of text or the five or six whatever's a wall of text it's um, a bit much it's a bit much a bit rolexy you know, well, I'm not a winner, neither but a Rolex <laughs> fanboys. But um, and also the biggest thing they've they've, they've lost that the three o'clock um, little half index next to the next to the date window on the new one, uh, and it really unbalances the whole dial and it's quite nasty. <laughs> this one's got a bit more open space. It's 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 more of a for me. It's more of a it's a nicely it's a nice dial. I mean, when you're talking, it's a tool watch. So who's worried about the dial? But it's it is a nice thing and it's um. Being titanium, I, I mean, it's a strap mule, seriously, for me. It's a strap whore. I change straps on it every day, uh, mostly my straps um, and testing new ones. But, um, yeah, it's just a – it just seems to, you know, it, it's it's a serious – I've slugged it around and I've used it for all sorts. I've swim with it often, dived, yeah. So, anyway, that's my all. They only made it for a short period of time, and I reckon it's going to be worth more than the – well, probably – I think it already is. <laughs> Well, you're um, one of your worth more because of how famous you're going to be for this podcast because we're going to be huge, aren't we, Rob? I thought, well, I thought we we're already famous enough. Can I, I'm just waiting for the moment I can flip it. <laughs> Did you sell that um, Daytona? Yeah. No, I was going to mention that later. Um, 
Paul decided to pull out of that, he's going to keep them, basically. Keep Is he? Um, yeah, for some reason. I told him that it probably wasn't a great time to sell. Yeah. Um, but you need to go and look him up because he's a funny guy. Um, I was talking to him again this morning, he called. Um, so, no, I did not sell the Daytona. So you just got to wear it for a little while. That's better, better than a poke yeah. in the eye, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what are you drinking, Rob? I'm drinking a super dry, just a Han super dry. It's, it's sort of a, it's, it's, I think, I, yeah, it's my, I think I probably already said that I say it was my go-to, but this is, if this can be classed as a second go-to, well, this is it. So have Your a backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, nothing, nothing special, but it does the job. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how bad things are here. Oh this no. Is how bad things are. Oh this is how, no. Like worried about like, am I gonna have a job tomorrow? Are we all gonna be alive tomorrow? So, uh, this is. I think this is one of the first times I only have one drink with me tonight. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm drinking a lovely Glenlivet, 18 oh, year which um, was gifted to me by my good friend who's also on Instagram, JP Melbs. Everyone will know him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's into, into watches. Um, so, yeah, I've only got one drink. I don't have any I don't have any mixers. I don't have a gin and tonic in a can. I don't, like, I'm just, What's it's like whis- whiskey's all I've, I've got now. So I've got about eight bottles of whiskey. And then <laughs> once once they're, they're gone, either I'll, I'll be dead or I'll probably be sick of whiskey for a while. But... <laughs> we'll all be dead so i've got about mm. four no i've got about three three fingers of whiskey here so that's me that's, the, me that's not that. gonna last you well, we've got to go mm. another 45 minutes what's going on i can read i've got the bottle in front of me I oh, can okay. don't worry okay. okay i thought you had three fingers left in the bottle that's no good no no okay so uh that's right. watches and drinks so you don't have a watch on and you've got yeah. only one drink things yeah. are going really I badly um hmm. okay so I, I'll kick off by saying um, it was funny. I was listening to another one, another podcast, saying I'm going to Basel World, and you've already hassled me about the fact that I'm not going to Basel World. Obviously, yeah. um, that's not happening. Uh, what else is on the thing? I already said the Daytona is not for sale anymore. You stole uh, all okay. your material. You stole all my material. Yeah. Um, the Royal Oak, I fixed that really nice looking. I didn't get a time to do the wrist shot on my father, as you requested. I yeah. do apologize. Uh, it would have been nice, but um, it was, yeah, in, in the end of the day, I sort of actually spent the last half day that they were here quickly doing everything. I, I managed to get all the chamfers on the case polished and also all the all of the um, the brushing done. Again, perfect. It looks really nice. I'll post some pictures on Instagram tonight, hopefully. Um but he's enjoying that. He's just gave me a call. He's arrived at home and he's um, half knackered. But anyway, get your uh, mom to take a photograph and send it. Yeah, could do. Yeah, I suppose she's not yeah. the best watch doctor probably. But anyway. you were singing her praises the last time you said and she was no, taking. No, I was saying she was taking lots of photos. Doesn't oh, yeah. good she's photos. Just, okay, she's, she's still shit, but she just takes lots. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the situation in Switzerland, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dire. Um, I was talking to, we were talking to my sister-in-law last night. Um, over there, I don't know if you've if you ever talked to anyone over there, but they've they've you know taped off all um, play areas, parks, everything. Everything's just because it's over there. Instead of going down to the river like you would here, it's down down to the lake. But all the lakeside, all the places where you go for a bit of 
bit of fresh air. They're all taped off. They're all they're all like cordoned off, and you can't get together outside at all. More than five people together outside, it's a hundred dollar fine in public places. So it's kind of um, you know, it's not quite martial law, but it's um, it's a bit uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I think was it Juliana or someone your friend yeah. was saying, it's yeah. like preparing for war. It's really you've got a, that sort of feeling about it. It's quite quite bizarre. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, when or if we will get to that point. You know, does Australia get to like being like Italy, where it's quite, it's quite, um, it's quite bad, or well, do we? Or what's your thoughts? Well, no, I was just last night. There was the people downstairs had a raging party <laughs> until about four in the morning, and they were okay. actually Italian people. I think there's like an Airbnb downstairs, okay. um, so there was like 25. Italian people just having this rager last night. Right. I was thinking maybe they haven't called home in the last, maybe they've been traveling, <laughs> they haven't called home in the last three months and they can't read the, the newspapers here. Um, but I was just thought, God, it's, if, if it's still like this just now, it yeah. might have to get more of a lockdown because I was half tempted to, like, I, I like the fact that there's people part, who party in the same building because when mm, we party that's not it, a problem, it, makes, it makes it easier yeah mm. but i just thought i felt like opening the window and shouting out like my entire family's dead up here <laughs> have some respect <laughs> they're still in half quarantine or something like i have to spend the rest of my time yeah. dead and just to see if they still like raged on or maybe, maybe they just like invite me down for a, <laughs> a drink or something Bring i don't your know family yeah or maybe they wouldn't understand what i was saying but mm. um yeah, I think it's going to get worse, I think, before it gets better, certainly over over here. Well, they've been saying that for a couple of weeks, so, so I mean, how, how well, yeah, I guess, well, it can get, obviously, it can be like, um, you know, a proper lockdown in Spain or France. Um, I have a mate who manages a watch shop in Geneva, he lives up in the hills in France. Um, and yeah, they got a, the kids aren't going to school, they got, he's got four kids. Um, or three or four, three or four kids, and he's a lot younger than me. Um, and yeah, that, that he's wondering how it's going to go in two months' time. And they've done it for a couple of weeks, and it's already, you know, sort of getting on everyone's nerves. He's lucky in that he can jump out his back door and sort of head off straight up into the hills, up into the mountains, you know, and they can go walking and stuff. But um, as we are here, I guess, in Australia, generally we have more space, we have parks and stuff. I, I guess it's a bit, we're a bit more fortunate than some of the you know well, the italians or these countries where they have a lot bigger populations in a lot smaller areas yeah um but i don't know how it's going to go it's kind of a bit, a bit yeah a bit um oh, it's not scary i don't should be worried too much about it but you have to sort of yeah think a little bit strategically and be a bit careful i think yeah so don't kill off all the oldies really if only someone you know some visionary genius had predicted that this was going to happen about a month ago and recorded it on a podcast to say that it's gonna <laughs> the world was gonna crumble funny you what, should say that yeah what do you well, think yeah. what kind of let's say you've got a revised idea now of what's what's going on and also a revised i'm sure you have a revised idea of what, how it's going to affect the swiss watch industry and the watch industry in general so before you said <laughs> it's going to be fine, everything's going to bounce back. I did not say that. In fact, I, th- I, th- I thought you, I think you didn't even say they'd have anything to bounce back from. You're like, it's all going to be fine. So, do you think it's going to be? How do you see things playing out for the Swiss watch industry, considering Rolex is closed now, 
Hublot, I think Zenith, uh, is Omega? I'm not sure if Omega's shut down. Um, yeah, good point. I don't know. I haven't seen. Um, basically, basically, all the watch companies are, are shutting down for at least three weeks. Um, I'm still not sure if they're paying their watchmakers or what, what the deal is, but what's your new revised idea of, of how this is going to affect our industry? No, I should be right, mate. i look seriously no i i it's it's definitely going to be a problem um but as i said before they're sort of set up to to have shutdowns for long periods of time long periods of time um i don't know how long it's going to go for no one knows how long it's going to go for Uh, i think the big the big brands they will continue to pay their pay their employees Um, worldwide globally uh well no that's why Swatch Group has Swatch Group America and everything, all these other entities that they can look after their own problems in separate yeah. countries. Uh, but in but in the home you know, in Switzerland, I think that the most of the brands will they'll have to kind of look after their employees. And I think I remember what we talked about the um, the French, you know, coming across the border and stuff. Even that, yeah. you know, they'll 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 want to look after them as much as they can. And I'm sure there'll be handouts from the government, like there is going to be here, or like there is here. Um, Maybe not as well. I don't know. Maybe more. So sometimes there's some of these brands have obviously big cash reserves. They'll definitely be um, getting into those, into, into that a little bit. And I think they'll kind of look after the people as much as they can until they find out really what the time frame is for this thing. That, that's what sort of is concerning. It's sort of open-ended thing, and no one knows. Even the, yeah. the medical people, the doctors, the, the the people that really should know or should have more of an idea it doesn't seem that they have much of an idea anyway or else they're not saying you said i want to scare everybody i don't know they can spend money now early on to kind of keep people on but that could be money they could use later on in a few months time to actually keep the doors open properly i think for people like yeah. rolex who don't have their own boutiques and stuff it's going to be a lot easier for them they oh, don't really sure. have to worry worry about that they've got a pretty mm. solid business set up but for people like ap who are now all completely vertically vertically integrated and mm, um have taken it. on all that responsibility themselves that's a bigger deal it will it will definitely yeah we will we'll definitely see we will definitely see i don't know what order of magnitude dozens i think of watch brands go bust there's, there's no other way around it um because they'll have you know some of them are quite their market share is quite tenuous anyway. Um, I was looking in a magazine just today, a 2017 magazine. It's interesting to see the different brands and the market shares they have and their and their and their uh, turnovers. Um, and surprising with some of the ones that are on the list, but there's definitely ones that are running. They're running, you know, too close to the wind, so to speak. Um, and they'll they'll won't survive. They won't. There's a lot of won't survive. I don't know how many. Um, whether it's half a dozen or dozens. But I reckon it'll be, yeah, it'd be quite a few. Can you uh, see any big I... ones? Can you can you see any of the big guys going? It's a good question. I haven't really put much thought into that. Um... I mean, in my mind, a company like Breitling or something. Yeah, that'd be the cl- the ones that are have changed ownership a few times. Um... Let me have a look at a list because you, sorry, we keep forgetting about. Um... The brands and which ones are out there and which ones are doing well, and which ones are doing <laughs> you get not some so like well. cheat notes of. No, I've got this old magazine. It's great because I, I found stuff that I totally forgotten about. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
Breitling, um, any that have sort of struggled over the years anyway, um, and that have come back and that have sort of, uh, I think there's going to be stacks that are sort of surviving just at the moment or have been surviving for the last 10 years and hoping that it's going to just going to get better. Maybe this has been getting better. They're gradually increasing the sales, but something like this, it's just, it's unprecedented and it's, no one has a clue and it's, it's really puts, you know, puts fear into everybody. And um, if the public or their, their, you know, the buying public stops buying more, you know, it, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I don't have. I a think list especially of- brands that are owned by kind of venture capital firms or, or whatever, yes. yeah, um, they won't want to keep on pumping money into those those companies. No. It's no. It, that, and that's when they go into kind of asset stripping mode and think, what assets do the company have? What buildings, land? Um, let's just get rid of it all and, and kind of take a loss. Um, I know I've complained before about Swiss watch brands using Chinese parts, but there was mm-hmm. someone, I read something recently and someone had ordered a bracelet link, I think it was, from a certain brand. And because obviously the boutiques and shops and stuff are closed down, they said, we'll just have the part shipped directly to you at your home from yeah. Switzerland. So a couple of weeks later, he got... He got the um, he got the the link in the post, and it was delivered from China. Serious? So it shows you the kind of uh, yeah, okay, reliance that Swiss watch brands have on Chinese yeah. manufacturing. But as China bounces back, I yeah. guess it's not gonna it's it's gonna help them. They're not gonna have any issues getting parts. But now, obviously, mm. the people in Switzerland who maybe put those components together once they've been manufactured in China aren't going yeah. to be able going to be there to to exactly. do it but no one's buying them anyway so I guess it's a good <laughs> point uh no I mean uh, you know we, we go through these I get another you I go through watch list often when I do my little um the pronunciation thing on YouTube videos I've got a <laughs> massive yeah. list on that and I add and take away stuff out of cross stuff off it all the time there's lists on you know, Wikipedia or Swiss watch brands and stuff. And there's a bunch in there. You could look at it and just start at the A's and work your way through. You know, you could you pick one out of every letter pretty much. It may not last. Um, but it's really just, it's, it's it's not rocket science. It's what, it's brands that we don't know well anyway because they don't have the marketing power and or the budget to, and if they don't have the budget to do marketing, um, even in our, okay, Australia is one of the last countries perhaps, but um, that they spend it on. But if they don't, if we've never heard of it, then it's, you know, it's probably not looking good for the company. Some of these are propped up. Some of these brands are propped up by massive marketing market share in China, for example, and they, you know, they might surprise us who will survive. But um, yeah, there's a there's a few that I wouldn't like to name names because it's a bit. I mean, it's a bit pre- presumptuous. <laughs> even yeah, if, and then it happens. Even if they do get bust, like, oh, yeah, Rob, you total dick. Exactly. You're in that brand for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was shocked. I guess I looked at the breakdown of watch companies and their. Um, a kind of annual income and the amount that were over a billion dollars mm-hmm. and i think even i think tiso and patek were at just over a billion dollars yeah um which was quite i it wasn't mind-boggling that patek are making that kind of money but i guess i just never thought there were a, that many people out there who were buying tiso's to gen- yeah. generate over a billion dollars and then i had yeah. richard meal which was I think just almost a billion, there were 900 million or something. And this was in, yes, exactly. that was I think this was in yes. Swiss, Swiss francs. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Sphinx Sphinx Fonks. That's very good. God, it's, it's good that I got a French pronunciation in before you did. That's really interesting, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, it is. You got it wrong, but it's good. <laughs> it's the attempt, right? <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the thought that counts. So yeah, keep Exactly. Going. Okay, so no, all true. These, the people yeah. who are on the lower the lower budgets, if you like, the people who are buying Tissot's, um, that surely has to be gone because these same people now don't have jobs or are worried about their jobs or are going to lose X number of months income, mm. wherever that may be, whether it be in China or any place else in the world, yes. that's going to go. Um, although I guess you could say the people who buy watches or people who want to buy watches, is that a case of they just moved down the pyramid? So maybe last year they were buying Rolex, and then this year money's a bit more tight, they buy a Longines or something instead. What's do you think? Yeah, I think that? so. I think so. Um, they've got to buy something, but you know it's but it's down the lower end where it with it becomes a big um you know, they're moving from say yeah Tissot to down to a whatever a fossil or a, whatever it is. Um, uh, yeah, there could be mid-range brands. I mean, a guy asked me, a friend asked me if I could do, or if I should do, a, like a, a list of brands that are good value for money under five thousand now you know, for the for the big collectors. But even that's a lot of money still for some some people. So it's kind of um, and people are always doing that. They're creating lists of the best brands under five thousand, independence and everything else. But yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't even to that. Um, the Tissots and um. You know the other whatever the other the brands are the uh well Longines and Tissot but also the Satina stuff like that you know these are yeah. pretty big market share some of them and yeah what's happened what's going to happen now I, I, I don't know seriously I, I don't I don't I really don't that's, know um, that's thing if you're talking about independence I'd mm. say under five under five grand um there's value for money there you can say there's value for money there but if somebody buys one of those watches and then six months from now that company's not there anymore there's yeah. not as much value or not as much perceived value there for that brand. Um, no, definitely. And suddenly what is some, what is an exciting brand and they're doing new and exciting things, suddenly the brand's out of business, no mm. one gives a shit anymore. No one's thinking it's some kind of uh, shining star that was there for a moment and, and gone too soon. It's just like, who cares? That, that's gone now. And yes. you, you won't be able to sell those watches anymore. Yeah. Um, I think Although the, things like what about like Alan Silverstein, they were kind of a bit like that, right? They and now they're much more popular than than they used to be. Ah, oh, there's little brands like that come and go, but that's quite quirky. It's quite a niche brand. Um, you'd have to really like his style of design and and you know um, the French loved it because he's well, he's French, I think. But um, the, I mean, yeah, there's little brands like that, but then there's the bigger brands that are sort of lower. I think I think the ones that would probably do best out of it are the Asian brands. When I say Asian, I mean Chinese, Japanese, um, you know, Orient Star and brands like this, which are quite cheap as well and good value. People might go back to that sort of that sort of market rather than a than a Tissot or an Oris or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, possibly they might sort of forego the Swiss thing, and just try and get a nice watch that they that they like, which I should have been doing in the first place. Um, <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It'd be very interesting to see, but, but I, I guarantee there'll be brands that go bust. There's brands that are just sort of limping along that put on a really brave face and they got the marketing and they spend money on the marketing and they look okay. Um, but 
Yeah, um, yeah, and Brightley's probably a good example. You know, the the new CEO is a great guy who's going to do good stuff, but they got they got backers these these little companies, um, and they want to see a return for their money. Their investors, yeah. as you say, the capital guys. If they can't, well, they don't care. That sometimes they get they do get involved. The guy from Rebellion, um, the investor, the main investor there, he got, he's he's really on board and he's really uh, invested in the company, like emotionally, if if if, if you like, um, but. You know there are others who are just they're just you know, they're just bankers basically they want to get they want to get a return and if they don't well see you later they'll just sell it off um which um it's a pity but that's it happened it's it's life and i'm sure that'll happen a bit more in the next couple of months so you, and the good yeah, thing is 50 years from now then somebody comes and buys back those brands again exactly. <laughs> buys, buys the name you could buy the name back <laughs> yes well, i was going to say a name but i won't you could yeah you could buy yeah exactly um, and then some of them will sit in the drawer for another hundred years, and some yeah. will pop. Back, you know, some will pop back up again. People will slag them off and say that brand doesn't have any actual heritage. It yeah, shut exactly. down after the coronavirus, and somebody bought it for a hundred dollars and started it back up oh. again. Yep, that's a coronavirus orphan brand. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be like the quartz yeah. crisis. Yeah, except worse. <laughs> except worse. Yeah, no one yes. dies in quartz crisis, right? No, that's true. Probably, yeah. Oh well. Um, what else? We talked mention. I, you know, I've really been taken with that that Breger I looked at again the other day. We, we I know we sort of discounted Breger straight away. We looked at him and said no, not worth talking about. Yeah. That one with the that one with the skeleton. I had a closer look at it, the skeleton one, and that's got that's got a lot that's got a lot of work in it when it comes to my beloved chamfering <laughs> no you actually came yeah you, did you tag me in it or you came into the group chat i might something? have you, yeah i think i did yeah so this has 28 internal no, no. no i said it's got more than 100 each side it's got hundreds literally 100. hundreds it's amazing have a proper look at it you donkey <laughs> um but it's a good example it's a good illustration and an example of what an uh, internal corner is when it comes to angling it it's, it's a really good so have a look at it what is it the bigger five three nine five um extra plat or flat skeleton skeleton there you go a bit of french for you okay hundreds literally hundreds of internal corners and that takes hours and hours and hours and hours and now there's weeks worth of work there um so i guess that's okay. probably here's, anyway. a, here's a watchmaking question for you okay go for it when you do all that skeletonizing of the the movement and the the plates and stuff surely that kind of weakens well i'm not, I'm not saying surely because i know it does it weakens the the kind of structural integrity of the movement doesn't it yes yes so actually the more skeletonized it is, the is that your question movement. is that your question well it's, educate the, the that listeners. wasn't actually a question that was a statement it's well just... i know i was asking the question then i realized i knew the answer so i was just <laughs> well <laughs> just... i agree <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, well, some of these watches, the extra flat ones, I mean, and they've calculated, and I've some, it's a bit of a fine line between getting it too too, too thin and too um, sort of flimsy. Um, but you can skeletonize uh, a lot of a movement without it having, without it, without taking away from the integrity at all, structural integrity. It's just, it's just, you know, they're, they're sort of, you know, they're kind of over engineered in the first place. The, 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 these watches, especially anything that's not extra flat. Anything that's not extra flat, like your Eta movements, they're solid as, and the bridges are so thick it's not funny, um, which is why people can decorate them and, and do all sorts of thing with them, with things with them, 
without a problem. But uh, for the, when it comes to extra flat, I mean that's that's sort of part of the part of the charm, I suppose. You're getting something which is um, thin anyway, and well, sort of uh, skeletonizing it. And yeah, it does make it weaker. And sometimes you have a problem with these in the extra flat workshop, for example, in AP. Um, you'll get a great movement. You have you get it working properly. Everything's timing's perfect to the movement itself and you put it in it sort of twists the whole thing or there's quite mm. there's tensions that that are that become apparent once it's cased up um, which make a pretty big difference and it'll change it, the whole thing so they've got to go back to the drawing board and back to the r&d and so yeah it is a fine line sometimes and some some but that this one for example <laughs> getting back to the that breguet that that that's you can tell from that that, that, that the the dimensions of all of those bridges that have skeletonized and even that barrel cover and everything it's quite solid you can you can see there's meat there you know it's quite a bit of thickness um, i think you're right which is why that one in particular really appeals to me it's not one of these old gege movements which has been skeletonized to within an inch of its life um and you know running in a, like a, a school piece or whatever they call them, you know a thin a thin old extra extra flat piece and then decorated and engraved as well so they're taking more in, uh, material out of it um, hand engraving. Um, some of those, I think, it's just okay. They're, they're, it's a work of art. You know, it's beautiful to look at. Whether people actually wear them or they wear them for special occasions, but it's not. You know, it's as far removed from a sports watch or this Pelagos that I have on my wrist as, yeah, as as a, as a. I don't know. It's, you know, it's um, it's not at all the same thing. Well, and that was that was the issue they had with Piaget right back in the day. What was it, the nine P or whatever their movement was? Yeah, it was so so thin that it would it would six, flex. Yeah. It would flex on the wrist when people would move their yeah. their wrist around. Um, so. Yeah, and AP did the same thing when they had their first that first little tiny tourbillon they did, um, using the back of the watch as a bridge basically, um, and squashing the whole thing in. I was back. That was quite a while, quite a while ago. You know, it was, it was a first, but it you know, had so many problems because the whole watch being gold would sort of flex. Uh, I don't know what the movement. I could look up the the, the, the reference, but um. If you look at the very first one, the smallest tourbillon that AP have done, it's an old wristwatch, gold with this sort of a sun ray on the dial. It was one of those, um, what's the, the movement sort of like a, it's, it's automatic, but it wasn't a full rotor, it's just a sector rotor sort of like a... The micro rotor you're talking no, about? No, no, no. The, the, the one that bounces off the ends. Um, what's it called again? Bumper? Yeah, yeah. It was a version of a bumper basically, yeah, yeah. In, in an old AP tourbillon. Um, interesting watch, but but it, so if they're just going for thinness, you know, records, um, and they use the actual back of the watch case as as the bridge as a bridge, and it's a bit like this tiny bit like the Piaget was sort of a predecessor to the Piaget yeah. extra flats. Um, well, yeah, so the that new was, Piaget is like that. It's the back of it is the the, the, kind of, yes. the structure of the the watch, if you like, and I really really like that watch. Yeah. And it's incredibly impressive. Yes. Um, but you, it just does feel a bit too delicate on the wrist. Especially, yeah, you you feel like you'd almost grab it and sort of twist it and it'd pop pop apart um, yeah. or crack. And, it, and especially when they did that extra extra flat one that uh, they bought out at Buzz, I mean at Geneva when it was at a couple of couple of years ago um, with the special crown that wasn't even a proper crown. It was, that's you know, the, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the one key, I, whatever it was. Yeah. I yeah. went to an event, at, um, time and tide. They oh, had a PSG event. And it was one of the, actually the best events I've been to in terms of watchmaking, what you got to see, cause they had a breakdown of the whole watch. They had all, 
or the parts. Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, they let you try on this one with the, the crown that you have to kind of pull out and it's like yeah, a little yeah. stub of a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. I just I found it totally intoxicating looking at the watch and trying to work out how it was put together. And actually, I remember asking one of the people there who it turned out was just a, a salesperson so i was probably not asking the right person okay. but i was asking her about the, the the glass on it and i was like does this have a gasket or like what's how is this put together and she was trying to like explain <laughs> it to me without explaining it to me like just yeah. what they would say to a customer and i was like yes. no but like but how how do you do that <laughs> like how and she's like well it's very complicated and then just from the back of the room, all I could hear was, he's a watchmaker. <laughs> and then she was like, well, actually, maybe you should speak to this gentleman Ooh, over yeah. here. I think he has more yeah. of an idea. But still, the watch itself was just, oh, my God, it was a it was a real stunning yeah. thing to look yeah. at and hold the lightness, the thinness. Yeah. But I really did just want to grab it with my hands and snap it and see if i could do it <laughs> well you don't but you definitely could even yeah. even a wimp like you could um so I, it's one of those things where i mean it, the, the one they commercialize um often you know that just the standard 900p or whatever it is it's a great great watch um i've had play a few plays with it and it's um even that it, it's thin enough to and i like both for different reasons the micro rotor version and the manual version the manual versions the, you know the original the proper extra flat um they're both awesome movements and they've done great stuff. And, and Piaget is a bit of, I really have a lot of respect for Piaget. It's one of the old brands, which was, um, you know, um, been chipping away at doing awesome stuff up in the hills for a long time, you know, um, before they become the, the sort of the brand they are today, that, that, that they, they were, they were doing really, really nice stuff. And the extra flat when, when that was all the, all the, the trend they were doing fantastic stuff. And if you had a lot of the brands were though, AP were doing awesome stuff. There's some, um, I don't even, I can't even find the model of this thing, but it's the world's first ultra thin automatic wristwatch with tourbillon. If you, if you basically search that with um, AP, you'll find what I'm talking about. It's got a tiny little tourbillon up in, up in the top left-hand side of the, the dial. Um, yeah, that's, it's amazing for the time you know, for, for when it was, when it was done, what they were working on back then. There is something and, really elegant about really slim watches. I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just there's something really. I remember being a little boy, and there was this guy who was chatting up my mum, and he had this. My mum and dad were divorced. This wasn't like just a shady story, but um, <laughs> this guy had. He was an English guy, and he had this really slim watch on, mm. and yep. my mum was like, "This guy keeps on calling me all the time. <laughs> keeps on asking me out," and I was like. Listen, Mum, he has quite a fine wristwatch. It's very. Um, this is oh, this is no bullshit. This is no bullshit. Um, quite a fine watch on. So mm. I should probably like explore that that relationship. Mm. I do need a new father figure around about this time in my life. <laughs> and they end up getting together. But I, I always that was the first thing I remember about this guy. This super yeah, okay. slim watch, and it was an American yeah. brand. I think it was. It was. I think it was a quartz. Okay, but. Okay. It gets better. I think it was a, it was in a brand called Concord, okay. and it yep. was just incredibly, incredibly slim, mm. even yeah, for yeah. by quartz standards. Yes. It was uh, no second hand, just hour and mm -hmm. minutes, and it was super. And I keep on trying to find an actual picture of it online, but mm -hmm. yeah, 
think from these, I guess, again, these memories from childhood that stick out in your mind. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just always, yeah. like, slim watches or something that are impressive yes. to stick out in my mind. And it's, and it's all about, let's see, because you saw that and, and well, we still, it's like the old ads for Patek and stuff when we were kids, seeing the ellipse for Patek on the back of National Geographic or whatever. There was that Omega which you could see through, like that sort of thing. There's all these ones which were just mind-blowing to, to me anyway back in the back in the day. Um, and, yeah, they did great stuff. That's why a lot, of, a lot of different brands that we sort of forget about or tend to sort of gloss over a little bit now lists so to speak um they've, they've all there's a lot of brands that have done some awesome stuff but it's just like little periods of their history and it's kind of um it's fun sort of discovering them sometimes you know what it's like when you discover you see a watch an old watch that you never it just blows you away you never knew it existed um or even from a brand you might have heard of but it's something something new um yeah so extra thin it's just it's just kind of well the extra flat or what do they call it? it's kind of um it's just not something that i would even the Piaget, it's something I've hesitated over a lot of times. I think it'd be nice just to have a nice flat dress watch. Um, but, yeah, I never really – it's not doesn't sort of suit my lifestyle much. Most young guys today, you know, you want something that you can sort of – you don't have to necessarily beat it around, but even if you're looking for a dress yeah. watch, you want something with a bit of presence, a bit of heft, you know, something you can sort of – so someone with a little wimpy wrist like you, yeah, I can I can see you. <laughs> I thought the Piaget's uh, trying to – fitted me absolutely perfectly they're really great this but you're right there's two different if, sizes if, yeah. if you're like putting about on your vespa and you just twist your twist your wrist to pull and the pops up and, yeah. and then the glass just flies out you don't want that yeah it's not what you want <laughs> yeah no um what else is new what's come out there's that um is it that new i saw something baltic. on baltic yeah that's not bad yeah i quite like that we're um, this. I was trying to have a look and see if it was uh, uh, 7750 in the chronograph, but it's was that a salmon salmon dial? Yeah, the salmon dial. Extra yeah, dial. Was... Yeah, really, really nice actually. Uh... But again, it's one of these um, sort of collaborations, isn't it? Um, Is it worn and wound or something? Well, why do these brands have to wait for collaboration to do a cool watch? Why can't they do them anyway? Why can't they do them themselves? And the, people know that <laughs> like salmon dials, just make a few salmon dial watches for goodness sake. I, I can't, I don't get it. Mont Blanc managed a few nice ones. Um, Is it not yeah. because they don't? And I hate to keep on kicking the um, watch brand executives while they're while they're down. Um, but is it just not because normally they don't actually, they're not watch people themselves. They don't know what watch people want or like. So they release, the, the companies release a watch and it's not a success. And then, or they do a reissue and it's not a success. And then the actual real watch people who run blogs or magazines or podcasts even come along and especially say, podcasts. especially podcasts. They come along and say, "Listen, that you you kind of fucked up a little bit. <laughs> you can't have a a date there, and you can't do this, and make it manual wind, and do this and do that." And then they they know it's like they're doing that final stage of kind of product development because they know what the public actually like because they're on their website all the time reading the comments when people come on and say, "Ah, oh, I can't believe they brought that watch out." So let's say, yeah. Breitling release a watch. It, I think he do an article on it, and then all the 
posts or all the comments at the bottom too thick wrong movement the crown's not right the hands aren't right they should use plexi they shouldn't use sapphire and then so i think you do the easy work they just come along read all the comments at the bottom then they go back to brightling and say we should do a limited edition <laughs> 2000 pieces this these are going to be the specs of it and then they just fly mm. out the door because they've just actually listened to what the customers want and they know they're going to be able to sell 2000 of them real easy and they get the, the money from it yeah but no i mean yeah okay sure but these companies have been talking to these bloggers for years you know it's not i think he wasn't just yesterday i mean and they've had meetings with mont blanc and all these different guys writing for years and years and years they're, they're, you know they're the first invitees for for Basel and stuff. So why does it take them? I think the problem is they're not flexible enough. They need to be, be able to be, you know, to decide on things without having 16 meetings and getting everyone involved in the whole company. Um, and that's why a little, little independents do so well, I think, bringing out stuff that people like, because they talk to these bloggers and, and the bloggers tell them what they, they tell them what they think. Don't worry. Um, I've been in a few meetings where they say, oh, that looks shit, basically, oh, yeah, that looks, that looks good. Or you're just, why didn't you do this? And or the next one, do it this way. I mean, they're talking to them all the time. They get feedback all the time. So wh- why are they still bringing out dogs? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a, maybe they need more. They they definitely need more input from people like us. Um, yeah, <laughs> Specific, <laughs> specifically us. I think you're being overly nice to the brand people. I think it's just laziness. Well, yeah, they've got their jobs anyway. They don't have to go and put any extra any extra effort in. And then, sure enough, when the Hedinkies are Warned and wound or whoever come along and then say, okay, we want to do a collaboration with you. We'll sell it through our website. Then the same brand people who haven't done any work can then then again go to their bosses and say, we just sold another 2,000 watches. It's a great success. We've got a partnership. And their bosses are like, yeah, good job. You nailed well, it again. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they yeah. go to the same champagne parties and, and eat, eat the JCB cheese and have a great time to themselves. But... <laughs> Um, I guess now with the way things are, these these same people are going to actually have to work for their money. Um, well, a bit I feel they have a job, I'm sure. Yeah. But can I just say you don't really eat um, Gruyere cheese with champagne? You know, is it Gruyere? Ever... Is that what JCB's got? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sure it is. Yeah. It would yes, be. it is. No, it is. Oh, I've had it. It is. Um, Gruyere. Can we go into a little cheese segment? Let's do a little cheese thing. <laughs> We're saving um, cheese for the spin-off, <laughs> spin-off podcast. <laughs> I've got a podcast coming up. It's going to be me and JCB every every week, just like talking well, cheeses, giving <laughs> cheese recommendations. Go and follow this cheese. But yeah, go on. <laughs> Maybe some cheese. It can't be cheese. all Gruyere cheese he does, right? Of course again. What kind of? What does he do? Five tons or something of cheese a year. Yeah, it's a Gru- do you know have, have any idea how many tons with some exports of Gruyere? Gruyere is not just for private consumption. He'd be shitting all over yeah. the place. <laughs> Never off the fucking you toilet. Wouldn't. No, it has it has the opposite effect. Um, Gruyere is, is 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 a region. Like it's, that's a town, right? It's on the it's in the foothills of the Alps, basically. Gruyere. It's called Gruyere with an S on the end, and which means crane. Gru Gru is crane anyway like as in the birds the crane things okay there's a little area but the gruyere cheese well i was probably invented there i first come from there it's a massive area like it's an aoc area you know the, the production of proper official area 
um, around there, and it goes for another 100 kilometres. It goes miles away. You can get it quite a ways, maybe not 100 kilometres, but quite a ways away. So it's a massive area, and it takes in the area in the in the the Jura, where all the watchmaking stuff is, where Jean-Claude Bivet, I think, I'm not sure where his alpage is or where, where the where the spots is where he takes his cows to in the summertime up at the hill, whether it's there or in the, in the foothills. Either way, it's just Gruyere is pumping out. I guarantee it. I mean, I've seen the big box of cheese and I've had some. It, it's it's um, There is literally hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of tonnes of Gruyere produced in this little tiny country, a little tiny area of this country every year. And that's what he does, basically. And it's best to eat that with um, a little white wine, you know, dry white wine or um, depending on what time of year it is basically um you could have it with champagne but probably not ideally you're you're so um, wrong rob you're so no, wrong no. that and that champagne. was two, that was 2019 okay it's 2020 now the world's coming to an end jean-claude biver is moving all these cheese, cheese production into cheese slices and those little <laughs> long life cheese triangles people will be enjoying them in a car park drinking wine out of a box okay that's the future of Jean-Claude Biver's cheese. Probably true. Yeah. Um, well, he'll still be have to have it. So he'll still be able He's going to have the squeezy it. cheese, the one that comes in a tube, cheese singles, <laughs> the cheese triangles, um, natural cheese. He's going to have all the all the stuff. He's not going to have any cheese that's going to be any good. He just can't. Maybe not. Um, the market isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Um, what do you want me to say? Um, <laughs> Just I, uh, admit defeat, Rob. No, I can't. I, no, I can't admit defeat. Of course not. Have you been to Gruyere? No, no. You've got, you, it's it's a culture thing, you know. Go Some, to um, go to Switzerland next year. Just go around yeah. the supermarkets. Eventually, right. you're going to a supermarket. You'll be going down the cheese aisle. There'll be a little guy at the end of the aisle. He's got a little booth thing. He's got the cheese. <laughs> He's got the cocktail sticks and the cheese. He's giving out cheese samples. That's that's what's going to happen to Jean-Claude Fever. All his shares and his pension. And, and we'll get him on here. Gone. Then he'll definitely come on here. He'll be so happy like, to we'll come take on a the couple show. of boxes of cheese, JCB, and he'll be like, right, okay, I'll come on then. It's fine. $20 <laughs> and a box of cheese, and I'll come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe you're right. You're, 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 you're quite the... Um... Seer, aren't you? Quite, quite the imagination. I think that was always <laughs> on my school report card. Alex has a great imagination. If only he could apply apply himself to some of his school work. So that's familiar, but yeah, okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so Gruy, how do we get to that? Anyway, <laughs> Christ knows. But it's definitely a, yeah, something you've got to see when you're over there. It's 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 probably more interesting than watches, really, to be honest. Um, speaking of food and drink, Andy, what's 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 your um, what's the perfect recipe for a quarantini? Quarantini. <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's, it's yeah, no, that's drink. what everyone's talking. Everyone's talking about. Mm. Um, There's so I'm many just, different ones. Yeah, I'm I'm just I've got nothing, no cocktail mix left. That's the thing. I only have whiskey because people always buy me whiskey. Right. I always have a huge stockpile of it. So all the other stuff that I buy one bottle of, if I buy a bottle of rum or a bottle of tequila or like they just go, like I don't have, if I have a thought to have a margarita or a rum and ginger beer, I'll get a bottle. But then that weekend it, it's gone. It's but gone. people always buy me bottles of whiskey. So I have this stockpile 
of whiskies. Mm. So I need to, I guess I need to get into whiskey cocktails, but can you make whiskey mm. cocktails with, with single malts? Because that's no, pretty much all you, I've No, got. You're, 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 the, you're the Scott. I'm not. I would never clue. Um, yeah, possibly. Maybe. I've never seen any whiskey in a, in a quarantine recipe, but I'm getting sick of them because they're all quite, look quite healthy. Got vitamin C and lemon and honey uh-huh. and stuff uh-huh. in them. But, uh, but then there's the proper ones, which are more like a, you know, they're all obviously, well, there's kind of martini, got a vodka or gin or something in them. But um, anyway, oh, not, those ones, those quarantines you're talking about, where people are making stuff, with, yeah, with vitamin C yeah. powder and stuff. Yeah. The one I saw, it was somebody was like racking up lines with vitamin C, <laughs> all right. vitamin C powder. Maybe we're hanging around in different circles, Rob. But um, well, yeah, I'm quite tame. I'm getting I'm too old for that sort of stuff, you know. So I'm, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, moving right along. What, um, We're done. What do you mean moving we right along? Excellent. Just finished okay, well, there on, on, on the, the topic of people snorting lines of <laughs> vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Seems a good a good place to, to stop. We're at 52 minutes. We can cram oh, it in brilliant. under an hour. Yes. Because uh, you're... Because you're what, Mika? Oh, we have to stop doing say? this. So professional. What? No, you, no, 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 you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your Instagram pick, Rob? Oh, I didn't have. I knew I had forgotten something. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I like watching. Uh, I'm looking at um, old watch lady. She has oh really yes, cool, she has a brilliant collection, and she has some really really cool photos. She calls herself the Owl O W L Old Watch Lady. Yeah. Um, she has a necklace that says like "fuck you" or something. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, love that. Uh, it's a bit rude for me, but um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know her then. Yeah, you follow her already probably. But yeah, there's list I think listeners should could get a get some see some cool pictures on her photos on her feed. It's um yeah. it's all vintage it's stuff pretty much she's got, but she has yeah. a really, really great collection of watches. Very, very impressive. Yeah. It's extensive and eclectic and it's got some she's got some really, really cool she's got a couple couple watches that I have we have in common, which is, you know, good. Um but she has such a it's, it's a massive collection. It's it's, it's brilliant. I, I've had a few yeah, just a bit of banter back and forth on Instagram, but she's a she seems quite cool. But um, don't know her personally, but uh, some really really nice pics. Yeah, old watch lady, go follow. And I love the owl part as well. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I think she's it's been around. She's been around a little while. She's just um done it right basically. It's a yeah. cool cool account. Yep. Where's yours? Mine is, it's another Melbourne person. It's, yeah, okay. I know you're going to hate that. Because you're like, no, no, oh, no. Love in Perth, there's no watch people over in Perth. I'm so lonely, Alex. Why don't you call me more? Um, I've got Charith Sir. You know Charith? Yes. yes. You know Charith? Oh, no, I don't know him personally. I follow him. Uh, and I've uh, had a few messages with him. But um, yeah. not, he I didn't get to live with him over there. The, he's involved with Red Bar. Mm-hmm. Melbourne. Yep. I'm not sure he's on the board or he is secretary or assistant okay. to the regional manager or something like that. Oh, he's, okay. Yes. He's involved. He's involved mm-hmm. with Red Bar. Really nice guy. I met with him recently, had a couple of beers. The same pub that I took you to. Mm-hmm. The, okay. The, oh, that's famous. Mount, Mount Eric or something. Have they, um, have they put it's a plaque there yet? Just, just in, in they should, yes. <laughs> with that photograph of us together yes. but like etched into bronze or something yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we'll i met with that. him there recently 
he right. is a really really cool guy he, he takes too much exercise for my liking though so he's got watches on his instagram but he does other he does like exercise stuff which i, I oh, like gosh. but i don't like when people tell you about the exercise they do so he is does he that a gym guy gym i think in... he does the thing the kind of punching people in the face type stuff i'm not really? sure if it's boxing or mma or something he'll probably punch me in the face actually, did he punch i did punch you in the face then yeah huh. we didn't okay, spend well. enough time together but the thing i actually really like about his instagram is he does this thing called it's like the dvd clear out or the movie clear out or something it's in it's in his stories Serious. section and so i when i met up with him i asked him about it because he'll always take a photograph of a movie he's watching and says dvd clear yeah, out yeah, yeah, and then the right. name yes. the name of the film so i said to him like what's that all about so he told me his family had like an old blockbuster video store or something like that and then when they they closed it down when i went out of business they kept they kept all the dvds so he has like fifteen thousand dvds (laughs) which my eyes were like love hearts when i heard this i was like this for me it's a little kid who's super into movies Mm -hmm. i was like such a cool thing you can just not imagine having that many so I think he got together with his wife and he had like, I don't know, like five lockups full of DVDs or something. Serious. She says, right, you have to get rid of all these DVDs. And he said, okay, but I'll have to watch them all first. So he, <laughs> he watches these and so you you post on the stories and sometimes it'll be a really cool movie. And I think he was watching Heat recently, which was a film I liked, where he said, I'm saving this for another day or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep, but yep. Um, he has to watch them, then he gets to get rid of them. Right. And it's just such a cool funny a, thing i need to cut watch what she's look at his stories a bit more i don't think i've come across many of his stories i've looked at his feed occasionally but um yeah okay interesting interesting C H A R I T H S I R. and it'll be in the the notes charith sir charith sir yes well okay yeah brilliant okay did you see the the open community letter from ben Clymer of hadinki today I did very briefly. I don't think I read the, uh, the whole thing. I have it probably open on my thing here still. Um, yeah. So no, I was too busy. he was basically saying like all oh, the community should support each other and listing all the things that they were going to do for yeah, yeah. the community, which I was kind of I was quite impressed by. So he was even saying people who um, who have independent watch shops. If yeah, they can't okay. get stuff delivered to people, like he he was basically offering up all the services of Hodinki. Well, to, look, I, as you're saying that, I did I did open that page again. I'm, I had started reading it, but I, I guess I need to read further. Maybe I can uh, shift some stuff. <laughs> keep going there. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to offer up basically all their logistics and basically yeah everything they can do for the community to see people through to the other end. Excellent. Um, that's what they're offering up, including getting websites onto Watchville. Do you know what Watchville is? Heard of it? No. So it's basically it's like a website where all the blogs, all the watch blogs, Time and Tide, Hodinkee, Fratello, all mm-hmm. their content goes onto that one blog, and it's also an app. Yeah. Okay. So it's got like a million users or something. So it's like if you're a watch blog, and you want to be on the Watchville, like, hit us up. So I, first thing I did this morning, I was, like, fired an email through to them, like, 
which I'd actually asked to be on Watchville before, long before, but no one ever got back to me. And so not your back, like, of course, as they would. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, your website's pretty shit. But they didn't come back to me to tell me that. They just let me realize that for myself. So anyway, <laughs> I okay. emailed the, the chief operating officer. Um, lots of love from the watch regulator, the community engagement officer of its wrist. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Um, tried to get us onto onto Watchville, but I really liked that idea. Yeah. So if anyone wants any shout outs in in future, I actually said in our group chat as well earlier, if people wanted like some uh, free advertising, which no one got back to me before I started recording, but if anyone has any watch stuff. Well, I did. I sent a whole bunch of images and stuff, but you didn't really do anything about it. Well, I've I've got something in the works for you. Okay, you're going to get a special treat. If you want to support people in the watch industry, which is very, it's very important very because important. we want to get out the other, the other end of, end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to buy some straps or watches, mm-hmm. go and see Rob at genevablue.com.au. He has tons of watches, both Absolutely. new micro brands, shitters. <laughs> old good watches lovely straps which are actually quite lovely Uh, genevablue.com.au go and have a a chat to to rob don't waste any time going and going on his youtube channel okay that's that's over for just now go and buy a go and buy a strap from when you sell watches rob Mm. do you regulate the watches yourself i do i make sure they're perfectly regulated do you Um, actually do you actually? I'm being serious. Do you actually? No, no, no you don't. <laughs> so I mean, most of the watches I sell, either know them with the main service to know. Yeah, I make sure they work fine, um, and okay. the timing's pretty good. By ear, of course. <laughs> I don't worry about the women the wishy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, what's irrelevant? People, people buy a watch. I mean, that's only for you. You, you want to regulate your own watches? That's fine. But um, and my all my watches run fine. <laughs> they keep time fine. Um, what I wanted to tell people, you've gone off on a tangent. Um, you say be put off by, you know, these days, people make an offer. That's for, to these little watch companies and watch watch independent brands, um, watches and brands, I mean, sites like mine. You know, people are pretty desperate these days. I'm not going to come out and say I'm desperate, but, uh, uh, but I'm desperate. desperate. <laughs> you're on this <laughs> podcast. You're incredible. Exactly. Desperate. That means I'm, that puts me in a new level of desperation. I know. So you're saying you can't be offended is what you're saying. We, yeah, I cannot be offended. I won't be offended about so anything. Basically. Message Rob. Say, message me. listen up, you bold prick. <laughs> Here's <laughs> my offer. $12 for that Daytona. And yeah, take it or leave You never it. know. You never know your luck. You never know your yeah. luck, you know. I can always, all I can do is... I tell the seller if it's myself I, I can decide i can tell the guy there's consignment watches i can tell him you know this is what the offer is and, um yeah so definitely have a look anyway it's worth a look just even if you're not looking not not if you're window shopping you know so i guess people are yeah. all going to be a lot more open to making deals and and stuff now and nice. especially guys like you and other other people who sell straps like i think that's yeah. straps is going to be a big thing because people uh-huh. are just they can't afford that's watches all. so they want exactly. a new look on their watch Mm-hmm. So, go and have a change look at the Rob's. Strap, same as changing the watch. You just change everything. Yeah. It changes the look, so do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to give a, a shout-out to one of my other good friend, friends who also sells watches, Dane at the Watch Vault, who you've Great met. Guy. Great yes. guy. Lovely. Yeah, he's, he's like my Rob in local Melbourne. Rob. <laughs> my local Rob. But even yeah, um, better, probably. Better looking, at, better looking, at least. 
He hasn't been yeah. on the podcast yet, so Watch Vault. He's definitely taller. Watchvault.com.au. He's the Watch Vault on, on Instagram. Again, he sells some really cool um, used watches. Is that the term? Used? What, what, why do you... Yeah, pre-owned, pre-loved. Pre-owned, that's what people say now. Pre-owned, pre-loved yeah. watches. Again, just like Rob, he's a really great guy. Go and check out his website. Have a look at what he's got going on. He doesn't, doesn't sell my straps yet. He should, but he maybe he might one day. But anyway, he's, he's got some good straps as well. He's he got does. Straps. Sorry? Yeah, no. There's no there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to straps. Just buy a, buy a strap from Rob. Buy a strap. And buy a strap from Dane. Dane. Yeah. And then everyone's happy. Then you can keep me happy. They're both they're both happy. We'll stay in business even, maybe. Um, yeah, so. Good. Excellent. You think, so, you, do you know anyone else you want to give a, a, a shout out to that needs that would could use some um, the the two listeners who listen to to go and check out their, their um, business? Nah. Okay. <laughs> you miserable <laughs> bastard. Well, no, I can't think of it off the top of my head. You, you don't realise how much thought I put into. Oh, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying for a start. Okay. Uh, I've got to, and I, no, I I will think of someone for next time. But we all got to stick together. We've got to we've got to do as old Scomo says, Scotty. Oh Martin. God. You know we've got to all stick together in this. Um. Yeah, but I like that 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 Haldinki thing. I'll have to read that article properly. And um, if we could, you know, do the do the local version of that and get everyone sort of working together, that'd be kind of nice, you know. Mm. Um. Actually, I've got another one. My good friend. Go. My good friend Laura who works for Longine. She does e-commerce for Longine. Good. And she's a total babe. So if you're in Australia Sweet. and you want to buy a Longine from home, you can go <laughs> and chat her up through e-com. Yeah, right. And um, buy some Longine watches. That's only, though, if you only if you've already bought a watch from Dane and Rob. Exactly. Then you can progress on to level three babe Laura <laughs> and, buy, and buy a Longine from her. Perfect. Fanfare. Fanfare. And what's the um? What was our little ending thing? Take your time or something? No, sorry, I gave it away. Was you already it, said it. Yeah, let's take your time. Take, and I said take yeah, your time. You, said, you didn't like that. It's like a farmer thing that is like take your time. But um, come on we to also, the website. We're not at that point yet. Come on to the website. Yeah. Uh, okay. Review your watch. That We're is. coming up for the two hundredth. Did you know that? You did, but you were uh, you already have. Uh, let that in the bag don't you like um it's in the bag but if you put one in rob do one on your ming if i get my ming done hmm. I need like 201 yeah yeah no no yeah. i did 200 or nothing i'll wait till 300 <laughs> okay <laughs> so we've got a 200th review coming up on the website which is actually a really really good review and i was laughing out loud when i was reading it Brilliant. and not because it's so bad but okay. because it's a really it's a really good one it's a really really good story and that's going to be on Friday. That's coming up. So come and review your own watch. Subscribe to the podcast. Do all the other stuff. I don't know how we you We want do to see list. all sorts of reviews on there, guys. So it doesn't matter what you have. Just go in there and bang a review. It's fun. Pocket watch. Pocket watch. Yes. We need a pocket watch. We don't have any pocket watches. Actually, we need a hublot. We don't have any hublots. Mm, well, I won't be able to do a hublot, but I can do a pocket watch or two. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, only for only after you've done your 300th one on, on the Ming. <laughs> 300th on the Ming. No, I'll be the 200 and something one. Um, okay. I guess, but I can handle that. Yeah. But that's good. It's good. It's good. It's great. It's, it's getting a lot of a lot of reviews in. It's um. We need more though. We want to do two a day. 
when I say we, I mean me. Yeah, you've got to upload them to a day. Yeah, that's that's going to be a lot of work. We're doing all these podcasts, bad. one podcast a day. You're trying to build that as well. Um, we're going to be huge, but uh, we, we've, got, we've got to put the material out there. We do. Um, so come and come and review your watch, subscribe, all the stuff. Uh, go and actually go and check Rob's YouTube yeah, channel. Out. Give you a laugh because it's nice when. When the world's burning around you, it's always good to know someone's in a worse situation than you are. And, and you'll be left sure. in no doubt of that. You watch Rob's <laughs> YouTube video. Don't take yourself too seriously, all right? That's, that's, that's all you have to remember. Okay. Okay, guys, we'll wrap it there. See you soon. And take your time. Bye, guys. Fifth Wrist is by the community for the community. We would love you to join the crew via our group chat on Slack. Email us at contact at fifthwrist.com and join the movement.